My little brother uh, finally got his first job. Ooh, Swaggy working? Yeah, he landed a job at Dairy Queen. <laughs> hey, bro. Um, you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. The first one is always the bullshit. Nah, I'm proud of him, though. That's lit. Yeah, I mean, my first Yeah, my first job was Brewster's at 15, 16 years old. So um, I told him to take it as a blessing, man. Like, even he told me he's getting paid eight fifty an hour. And he wants it to be more, but I'm like, slow down, young fella. Like, you gotta, you gotta work your way up the ropes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I went back in my heyday. <laughs> I sound like an OG now, but I was age. seven twenty-five. You see, that's the thing too. And I was kind of having this conversation earlier with one of my boys. Georgia is literally like one of the last places that still has the lowest minimum wage, and it's not even a livable wage, like. None of them are livable wages if you want to like do the math and level it out. But seven twenty-five still in twenty twenty-two, like that's egregious as fuck. Most of all states have a minimum of like twelve seventy-five. But in, in, uh, domestically, right in the United States, it's still seven twenty-five. Not everywhere. Not everywhere. Here, though. I mean, not here. What are you want? No, no, no. It says U.S. Department of Labor. The federal minimum wage for covered non-exempt employees is seven twenty-five per hour. Where though? Like across the nation? Because that's cap. What you reading is cap. Because the minimum wage in Cali right now is like fifteen, which is still not even a livable wage. It's not. I mean, you ain't Cali. It's not at all. But no, nah, one of my um, one of my my young boys, one of my friends that's like maybe four or five years younger than me. Was working at a fast food joint for a long time. So he was saying in Cali, he was saying minimum wage out there is like you can definitely like depending on what your situation is, maybe you can live below your means. But having a life that you love, traveling, you know what I'm saying, doing all that extra shit, mm-hmm. you know, minimum wage anywhere is still not feasible. Right. And to they, the masses that be, or the the people who can control and dictate this, if you're listening to or watching watching our platform right now, we don't want to stipend, we don't want a stimulus. You should just up the wage period, whether that's $30 an hour or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know, but it should be way more than $7.25. It should be more than $15 if you live in California or New York. Um, and I'm going to quote Confucius on this one. If you plan for one year, plant rice. If you plan for 10 years, plant a tree. If you plan for 100 years, educate the children. And so that's that's where it starts. It starts with the youth. So that's why I was kind of preaching to my brother. I'm like, you're in high school right now. So so take this opportunity to stack up your chips. You know what I'm saying? Why you work, why you have these last two years of high school. But after that, start, start a foundation for yourself. Start a business. Like you really should be thinking about that now. You know right. what I'm saying? Like whatever creative direction you want to go, you control and dictate that. So by the time you turn 18 or the t- time you turn 21, you don't have to work a nine to five, you know what I'm saying? Busting your ass for somebody else. You're making them wealthier. You're not making yourself uh, more wealth, more wealthier. And so wow. I've been trying to instill that, instill that in him for the longest because I didn't necessarily have an older brother or older sister to tell me that. Mm-hmm. I have my parents, but I think, I think the disconnect is the the age gap, right? You you hear you know somebody that's 30 years older than you, you're just like ah. That's just mom and dad tripping again. You know what I'm saying? This is not 1980, 1990 anymore. But again, if you have a, 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 a sibling in your corner to kind of show you the ropes or even a close friend or family member to show you like, bro, this is the right way to go about it. So you don't have to work for somebody for the rest of your life. 
And this is not, this is not the uh, American dream. If you ask me, I don't want to work for somebody my entire life to get the white picket fence and get a house and get a family. Like, no, I want to do it my own way. I want to put some own, my own sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but I we do have a sauce from scratch episode that y'all should definitely go check out. That is an ad, by the way. Um, but a little a little gem that I did want to give too, like on top of that, because I do know, you know what I'm saying, we all, especially as black people, we all have those moments where we lack the motivation, be trying to do stuff like this, trying to set up that foundation and just find the energy and the time, because it's only 24 hours in a day. Um, but find the energy and the time to really, you know what I'm saying, go crazy for the things that we want to do and set up the life that we want to live. And it's like, when, when in those moments, when in doubt, when you're lacking motivation, definitely fall deeper into your, into your consistency because consistency will definitely drive your motivation a lot higher than, you know what I'm saying, the level that you're sitting at right now. You're burning out, you know what I'm saying, because you're working with somebody else on top of trying to do what you want to do for yourself. But it's like, where does that, where does that give? And it's like, at this point in life, especially for us, it's no giving. It's no giving. It's all taken. You have to fall deeper into your consistency and, 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 make those habits an everyday habit that way you know what i'm saying the days that you that you do have motivation is a lot easier than the days that you don't have but you know staying consistent is is what will work for you because you're gonna get there you trust in the process type shit so yeah. definitely a little gem for that too though um, i like that bro i like that and to and to add more to what you're saying we're going to introduce the pod in a minute but i think i think as an entirety in in society we should restructure and reformat how we see ourselves when we work for jobs it should be a partnership it shouldn't be i work for you you know what i'm saying because i'm always bringing some kind of value to your company whether you want to give me credit or not um you can take an example of if i'm working if i'm working in a market department marketing department for for a company right i'll only get a base salary but how about giving me ownership how about giving me a percentage of your company that makes me want to strive and work harder for not just you, but also makes it look better and and gives me more bread. You know what I'm saying? To live off me and my family to 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 support. Um, why not? Why not do a partnership versus I work for you, I build this skill set, and after I stop working here, I no longer utilize it anymore. And I feel like a lot of times we fall victim to that. We only we're a product of our own environment, right? So if we're forced to, not even forced, but if we're told to only work on software and that's not our passion, that's not what we love. We're only doing it for these for this three to five year window until it's not convenient for us anymore and we find a different avenue to to, to delve into. You know what I mean? No, that's definitely, that's definitely facts. Um, and I will say too, like we do fall victim in it, but it's also something that, you know what I'm saying, is very hard to get out of because the systems that be, because of, you know what I'm saying, the, the institutions that are, work off of managing and, and building the business and not building your assets. And the assets are the people that work for you, people that, you know what I'm saying, are there 8, 10 hours a day, 40, 80 hours a week, you know what I'm saying, building your brand and giving their best ideas and their best foot forward to your company. But you're not reinvesting that back into the into into the people that make it, and it sucks because we talk about this all the time. It's like we have to give a two week, but they're not giving us shit. They just letting us go at the drop of a hat. Um, and it's like I've given you much of me. I've given you pretty much all of me for a business that gives no shits about me, and that's not going to help me take care of my family or anything after that. So mm-hmm. we do fall victim in it, but it's an institution that. It's, it's very hard to break because we don't have our own systems in place to, you know what I'm saying, 
build these big gigantic corporations and 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 stand on like certain principles that that elevate and progress life mm -hmm. and, and that's that's the world we live in right and if we're talking about the united states we're entering a recession right now um oh, we are in <laughs> every everything is up i think you said housing is up 200 percent and I'm so glad I didn't renew my lease this year, bro. You know, I've been in this apartment since I was in college. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. 20 years old. I've been here for five years of my life and I've made a lot of memories and I'll cherish and hold on to those. But if I were to renew the uh, lease this year, bro, my rent would have went up $500. Keep in mind, the pat the previous four years I've been here, it's only went up $40. Yes, yeah, insane. 40, 40 beans. I can do 40 beans. But when you're talking right. about $500, that's insane. That's a cardinal. That's that's the difference between eating and <laughs> uh, having your electricity, like all that shit. Like, yeah, that's insane. Listen, we running out of baby food. I just told you last week I went to Kroger. They didn't have any peanut butter on the shelf. Peanut mm -hmm. butter, we talking about. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very it's very scary to say the least, man. It, it's very scary. Um, yeah, raise up that minimum wage. Uh, give people pay, pay people what they worth. Yeah, pay people what they worth. That's it. Right. And, I, and I get it. Everybody feels like who works a nine to five or who has some format of a job, they're always going to feel like they should receive more benefits mm -hmm. or the nominal fee that they do get on their weekly check. It should be more. Um, but again, look, look at look at how much it costs to live. Living is not free. It costs oh. to live. It costs to die. It costs to go to school. It costs to go up the street, whether we know it or not. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Nothing in life is free. And that honestly is the craziest thing to me, what you just said, it costs to cost to die. Like when I learned about that, it's like, bro, <laughs> I literally like am, am not even I want to say a burden, but like I'm literally having to 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 pay to exit. <laughs> and for what? Y'all not doing shit for me. Y'all not, you know what I'm saying, taking care of nothing. Y'all taking away everything, if we being honest, all the shit that I whether it's like unless it's land, unless it's like intellectual property, unless it's like, you know what I'm saying, shit like that, you're taking everything that I had in this life. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar. It's, yeah, it's a billion dollar industry when it comes to death, right? You talk about graveyards. It costs to bury you, right? Because you're taking up a, a percentage of space on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's mm -hmm. in the ground or on top of the ground, it, it, it costs to bury you. So it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's, I don't know. <laughs> this is, this is life, right? This is life. I guess it's life here. It's life in the U S everywhere else. It ain't, it ain't this, this ain't that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we're going to introduce this thing. We're going to bring some positivity. It's not going to be, we're not going to, you know, bring down the mood at all, but peace and access to the planet. What's going on world is Trey. And it's Scott checking back in, man. Is this 153? Yes, sir. 153 of them guys. Welcome back to the Bro Chillians podcast, episode 153. Mm -hmm. With your also blessed black and highly favorite hosts. We, we definitely want to shout out the first timers. And the last timers. And in-betweeners. For coming back week after week, showing much love, however y'all do it. Whether it is liking, sharing, commenting, subscribing, turning that post notification bell on, because we are on YouTube, we are on Patreon, we are on every platform you can think of, you know what I'm saying? Go show some love, you feel me? But yeah, man. Um, actually, so I did wanna, I did wanna start off this week 
by giving some condolences and just telling a few stories, getting my shit off a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just so we can, you know what I'm saying, pay our proper respects. We, we lost, we lost, um, I will say two great individuals, one more prevalent and mo- one more, you know what I'm saying, face card driven in, in rap culture and, and black culture and Atlanta culture specifically. Um, and as well as somebody that definitely held a lot of weight in my life, um, but was, was a friend to me. And I'm speaking of it, if you don't, if you haven't heard, whatever rock you live in, go pay your respects to your dues. But we lost trouble this week. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta rapper, you know what I'm saying, through and through, thoroughbred. Uh, and I think just great dude overall, just spreading positivity and, and, and knowledge. He came from the trenches, you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a hazy background for him, but like, what he was trying to do was on a very, very positive, positive note. And the way he went out, honestly, like Atlanta has been on some very, very dark shit as of late. The way he went out, in my opinion, is like one, we we as men, we as people on this earth aren't judge, jury, and executioner. We don't decide who lives and who dies for whatever reason. But the fact that you taking another black king's life over over some pussy. If we gonna keep it a buck, um, should have never happened. Should have never happened because he was, he was really building his community. He was really one of those that was on the up and up, trying to make it better for us, trying to trying to give us more representation, and teaching us how to move in these certain arenas, giving us that. You know what I'm saying? That proper, and and, and in a real way, in a very real way, um, just proper knowledge, but. Yeah, he was he was he was a cool friend of mine. We we did a we did a couple um, a couple little ventures together when I was when I was working at the label out there, um, and like he was just give me game. <laughs> he was just give me game. Like he was one of those. I was like, bro, like say thug. Like he really asked me a question, and it like I had never been asked this by anybody, um, and it and it hit me hard because we literally sat there for like a good hour. He asked me, he was like straight up, and this is the first time I met him. Like straight up, bro, who do you give it to? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you what do you ask me? He was like, who do you give it to? I can see you carrying it around as a black man. I can see you struggling. I can see that you not trying to exude that, but you trying to, you know what I'm saying, put your best foot forward. But I want to know who you give it to. Like, who do you put the weight on? And from that moment, it was like from that conversation, I just became a person that that wants to let other black people know, black men specifically know, like. You can give it to me, bro. Like whatever you struggling with, whatever you want to talk about, you can put that weight on somebody else. You don't have to carry that alone because we see it in us every day. We walking down the street, you can tell. You know what I'm saying? Just your conversation or just the demeanor, the mannerisms of certain people, especially in Atlanta, you can tell. And if you have that outlet, I feel like it definitely makes a big difference. So I definitely want to applaud him for that and shout him out for that. Um, condolences and prayers to his family and his team because he was one of those for real bro for real and she hurt my heart um and then of course you know what i'm saying on another topic too uh metro Boomer also lost his mother um and one of her uh one of her i guess partners you could say um tragic story uh and i won't go into too much like light into it because I actually talked to a lot of his family um, and they grieve a little different. 
but her life, his mother's life was taken from her by her boyfriend. And then he uh, took his own life, sadly. So whatever they were going through in their relationship is none of mine. But like I said, we are not to be jury judge or executioner. Um, just because we only have, we're only privy to a very, very tiny aspect of life, which is what you are going through. It's the only thing that you can control. It's the only thing that you, you know what I'm saying, can, can, can really place value. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I just say that to say, you know what I'm saying, definitely tell your people that you love them, check on them. Um, and, and really, like, show your hand, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, we as Black people, I feel like we try to be tough. We try to hold in our emotions and Black men, you know what I'm saying? I know we were just recently given the opportunity and, and the, the, the freedom to feel out loud um, and not be judged or whatever, but really dig into your people because shit like this happening on a daily basis now and life is so precious, you don't get a second chance you don't, you, and you can't bring them back. That regret is something that's going to sit with you for the rest of your life. And I say that because there were a couple things that I wanted to say to her. And I didn't get a chance to. Um, and it's been, it's really been bothering the fuck out of me for these for these last hours, this last day. Um, so yeah, bro, that's that's really it. But praise and condolences to Metro, bro. Um, all your family as well. Um yeah, kick it like that, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's my tweet. Um I, I second that. I second pretty much everything you just said, right? Prayers, condolences to to their loved ones, their team, their family, their friends. Um, it's it's tragic, right? We've been surrounded by death so many times. And again, I sound like a broken record coming on this podcast and saying this consecutively, not just this month, but last month and the week prior, or the month prior, excuse me. And uh, honestly, bro, since you left Atlanta, bro, Atlanta's been getting dark. Everything from from YSL, you know, Young Thug and, and his camp being, being locked up and, you know, being on trial to the tragic story of trouble, you know, being murdered, uh, Metro Boomin's mother being murdered, um, these mass shootings going on. Before we got on mic, I told you it was another mass shooting that happened in Nigeria. Uh, thoughts and prayers to them also. Uh, over, I think it was 50 people who got killed, including children, including children, including children. So it's just like, again, some, like, like, like you said, bro, as, as men, uh, black men specifically, uh, we gotta we gotta find a way to relinquish and and decompress and just sometimes tune out the world because it's a lot of it's a lot of emotions, it's a lot of violence, it's just a lot of everything going out th- going on out there, you know what I mean? And for me, we kind of we kind of talked about this on the pod last week on what we do, what our uh, everyday routines are to kind of you know, makes our mental strong and, you know, iron sharp, sharp as iron. So whether that's right. reading, meditating, uh, finding peace and prosperity, we, we all do it in different capacities, right. In different ways, but it's continuing to do that. And, and I think it starts with giving glory to, to God. Right. Um, it's just a lot of different unfortunate situations that have been happening this year. And we've been losing so many beautiful people, so many, and the summer just started. This is, this is only the beginning. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I, I, 
I'm predicting anything, but I'm only going off of past experience. I'm only going off of history, right? So we're only in June. So by August, we're going to sit here and see who else that we've lost or who else was murdered. Um, another thing too, that kind of had me uh, feeling eerie. And this kind of goes into, I guess, how our mentals are this week. They can tell that our mentals are very heavy. Um, Shorty took me to, to a concert and the concert was dope as fuck, right? I, I, I had a good time. I've never, you know, found out about this UK artist until she put me on and I really enjoyed myself. But mm -hmm. I found myself during the whole time of, of the concert looking over my shoulder or looking behind my back or just kind of, you know, just kind of looking around assessing the situation every time. And she like, and she's like, are you good? I'm like, no, I'm wonderful. But this is really my first or second concert since the pandemic, since really these mass shootings have been heavy on everybody's mental. Mm -hmm. Um and it's it's no place or time. It, it 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 can happen anywhere, bro. Grocery store, a church, a mall, a concert. And yeah. so again, it, it just it just weighs on me as an individual, especially a black man in, in America. Again, we already have not even the fear, but just having to go through each and every day, you know, seeing blue lights. You know what I'm saying? Managing that energy, right. going through the motions of co corporate America, or right. you know, just systematic shit you know what i'm saying we've been systematically oppressed forever so just kind of just seeing all these tribulations and, and trials that's putting that's been put in front of us each and every day man it's, it's just been hard balancing that out but but so, again man, i think i think having these conversations how me and you are as friends because regardless of this podcast if this mic wasn't in front of me and you we'll be on facetime right now chopping it up checking on each other's mental yeah um, I know I'm a little all, all over the place scatterbrained, but again, I'm just kind of just giving out my emotions, kind of venting on how I feel right now. And it's tough. It's tough in Atlanta. It's tough in America. It's, it's tough internationally, bro. Like, I think, I think what either bothers me even more is the, the people that are rich or that are very wealthy or, you know, that don't give a damn about us. Honestly, they live in this bubble that, you know, this shit doesn't really affect them. You know what I'm saying? They really could care less that gas is four and a half dollars here in Atlanta they can care less that you're paying six dollars in gas in Arizona they can wow. care less that you can barely afford a house right now because we're about to enter a recession they can care less about what the United States looks like in the next 20 years they can care less about us period oh no that's big facts that's big facts it doesn't you know what I'm saying it, it definitely doesn't touch them um, and I did, so I wanted I wanted to talk about this because I've been getting like a lot of questions from from individuals that listen to it, and they ask like, so let me re I'll read. Kind of wanted to see where your uh where your head was at in terms of like how we as black men keep a good head on our shoulders because people have been asking us that like we get on here week after week and expose our hearts and expose our mentals, um, and I'll read it one more time too, just for those that kind of like when it cut off a little bit, but I was reading a, um, a tweet from Meek and he was saying that you really got to be a warrior out here um, if you got something good going on for yourself as a black man. Um, and and y'all wouldn't understand the shit that we do to stay alive or out of jail in our culture, but still remain with a good head on our shoulders. So I wanted to like tap, like you saying, tie that into it and ask you like, what do you think you do to keep level-headed, to keep the respectful, you know what I'm saying, the progressive, the 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 my brother's keeper, the you know what I'm saying, the teacher. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you keep that head on your shoulders, knowing what this world is doing to us? Um, I think 
I think uh, first it starts off with being brutally honest with yourself. Um, it, it starts with, you know, let's let's not pretend. We know as Black men what we go through, or Black people as an entirety, we know how we're treated in culture, we know how we're treated in society, and we're, we know how we're treated in totality, right? So just kind of recognizing and understanding and aligning that our back is always against the wall from day one that we're born. So it, so it kind of just starts there with that brutal, you know, brutally being honest with each other. And then uh, I think secondly, it starts with having these conversations amongst each other. And again, you said it's, it's really all about transparency, right? So I feel like this is the first time that Black men as of within the past, you know, five years or so that mental health has really been in, in the forefront when it comes to you know, just, just talking about emotions, just talking about how we feel in the day in and day out, right? Just having those conversations and, and, and balancing out each other, right? It's not going to be easy, but when we have each other's back, then it's a little bit more easier, right? Nobody can go through this whole mission of life solo. And if you can, I think you're going to be freaking miserable, right? Nobody wants to, nobody wants to do that day in and day out. So I don't, I don't think that just applies to Black men. I think that's for Black women also. It's not easy out here. So, so I think as a collective, we always need to have each other's back. And I think we have to do a lot of self-reflecting also. We have to, to really reconsider how we, we approach things and kind of our reaction towards things. You know, I think for hundreds of years, we all know that we were enslaved. We don't want to even get into that. But just on how we, we've been treated as an entire people, that's made us do some of that hurt onto our own you know what I mean so we see it all the time on the media or social media or even individually in conversations locker room talk that you know black women do this or black men do this niggas ain't shit eh, shit like we got to stop that you know what I'm saying but that stems from somewhere it's not all them you know what I'm saying but I feel like a good major a good part of it a good piece of it starts with recognizing that they made us do this to ourselves you know what I'm saying? We we are beautiful uh, black kings and black queens, right? We are, regardless of your background, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your struggle. Like we're all beautiful people. We're beautiful humans. So I don't know. It's it's a lot of different things, bro. To answer your question, I can go into a, a few different facets. Um, and then, bro, like it's really I don't I don't mean to sound like a broken record player again, but man, again, it's it's God. I feel like God can get you through anything we are God's people. So he's not going to put a test in front of you that you can't pass. Right. Right. So as long as you, you know, prep for it, study for it, partner with somebody, you know what I'm saying? It's literally the same thing as school. If you had an exam coming up and you really want to ace that shit, you're going to study. You're going to partner with somebody else to go through the study guide. You're going to ask all the right questions. You're going to find the resources. And we should do the same thing when it comes to real life, because every single day out here, once we walk out that door, it's the test for us. It's a test. Sure. So I think, so I think, yeah, it starts with having each other's back, um, being honest with each other and, and reversing the uh, psychological hurt that we put, put upon each other for hundreds and hundreds of years. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and I think, I think my answer would, would definitely, would definitely go hand in hand in that too. Because we, I think we just, one, like you said, we have to be brutally honest with ourselves and understand, um, not even understand, but know how to manage expectations, know how to, you know what I'm saying, be real with yourself so that you can honestly move 
at the correct pace in life and, and with the right the right type of mindset. I think that goes along, like that goes very far in in keeping the, the head on your shoulder, the good head on your shoulders as a black man, um, moving with the with the with the correct perspective and, and not and holding on to the 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 oppression, not holding on to you know, the misrepresentation or the racism or just the the blatant disrespect racially or not. Um, knowing knowing that one this isn't our forever and and two having the right mindset to 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 want to change it but also know how to um on a on a grand scheme on a big scale i, de- I definitely think that that'll go a long way for us. but yeah know, i like everything I, I, I just wanted to get you you know and, and uh, as a collective you know, I can- as a collective, bro, I can't harp on this enough, man. We gotta, we really have to stop bashing each other. Even when it comes right. down to something as simple as the light skin, dark skin debate, right? We've we've had this conversation also off mic, right? Like everybody has their own joke about it. Yeah, some of them may be kind of funny from time to time. We'll see the memes on social media or we'll see the tweets. You know what I'm saying? You're being light skinned, but really, what does that mean? Right. Like they like the other people, the people that are not black, they want to see us go at each other. That we're the yes. only race that does that, that that puts each other, spreads each other thin and that colorism. Yeah. Like it's a it's a light skin and dark skin battle when it shouldn't be. We're all the same. We're all brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? We're all brothers and sisters. So again, I don't know what it means when you say I'm acting light skinned, or just because I'm not responding back, I'm being light skinned. Or right. you're, that person is soft because he's light skinned. Or that guy might be more masculine because he's darker skinned. No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. that's incorrect. That's I, heard cool. the, I heard the same shit too. Where like, where like women have legit told me like, there's three different type of light skinned dudes. You got the you got the simp, the one that's singing drinking, singing drinking and driving, or you got the you got the light skin that that grew up in the hood that had to fight his whole life because he was being called out for his light skins. Or you just got the the, the toxic the toxic uh, masculine light skin where he know he pretty as hell and he just getting off type shit. And they ask me where I fall into it. And I'm like, why are we doing that? Right. None like, of why, why are we? Yeah. Why are you putting that much thought into breaking down what kind of light skin man I am? Why can't I just be <laughs> me? Right. I've even heard, oh, you're Trey, you're you're uh, you're brown skin or darker skin with light skin tendencies. Like, huh? What does that, oh, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Just like, I'm, just break down these I'm things. In, just because I'm aware of, of myself, just because I I know, you know, what I'm saying I'm in tune with my feelings. I, I have light skin tendencies. What you tell me? Right. Okay. And I'll even go on the ledge, man. Again, we we talk about all transparency. I don't know if this is TMI or not, but um, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, and you know, I was kind of telling her my experience of growing up, right, and when when I was married into the family that I am currently into like you know my mom got married and stuff like that you know just meeting that side of a family was a culture shock shock for me you know I'm Mm -hmm. I'm coming from New York all the way to Athens Georgia so it's a complete 180 for me (laughs) 1080 for me you know what I'm saying so just just hearing those conversations of why do you talk like that like you know why are you talking white or why are you acting white or Trey I, I see you with a white girl or X, Y, and Z, regardless if I, you know, even date a white girl or not, like, again, what does acting white mean? You know, do I know how to articulate myself? Yes. Do I know how to talk proper? Yes. 
may I dress a little bit different different than y'all? Maybe. But again, mm-hmm. you shouldn't alienate alienate me as an individual because my background of life is just completely different than your lifestyle that you're accustomed to living to and your people. And yeah. and so from you know an early child being 11, 12 years old, all the way up until now, I can look back on that and reflect and really talk about my emotions, how I felt back then. But as a child, I didn't know how to really express what I was going through because that does feel like I was being alienated. Like, damn, do I need to fit in? Do I need to, you know, start wearing Jordans and doing this to fit into the quote unquote black expectation they want me to be? Or do I continue to just be myself and do what I want, wear what I want, speak freely how I want and date whoever I want? It shouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's my life. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Just kind of looking back at some of those experiences that kind of shape, shaped and molded me to the man that I am today, you know, I'm kind of thankful for them because those conversations, those events made me who I am today. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't regret shit that I've done my, my entire life. I, I wish it was some shit that may have went different, you know, here and there. But again, if I could go back and change it, probably not because I'm okay with who I am today. I'm okay with that. That's all that really matters. Um, and I kind of got the same thing too, because I was speaking to a friend of mine. Um, and it was actually like when I got out here, you know what I'm saying? I had just moved out here and I'm talking how I talk, I'm with conversing, having a good conversation, or whatever. Um, and uh he goes, he goes, so where are you from? Like you you speak very, you know what I'm saying, you speak very well. You you're a very um intelligent man and and I tell him, I'm like, I'm from Atlanta. And he's like, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't catch any of the accent. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't get any of, of what I would normally expect from somebody from Atlanta. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> because yeah. I enunciate, because I, can, because I can pronounce my words, because I know how to talk to you and, and challenge your thought process? Yeah, no, nah, I'm educated. Yeah, I do that. Um, but don't get it fucked up, though, because I do cuss a little. What's my favorite cuss word? Right, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'd definitely give it to you if I need it. <laughs> but and you know, like, for, for me, bro, it was an, another st- slap in the face for me the other week, man. I was at work. I'm on lunch break, right? And I read from time to time. I don't, I feel like that's not something that's surprising. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You should always want to enlighten yourself and, you know, just sharpen your perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you need that. And so this one person comes up to me, oh, Trey, you read? I'm like, yes i read i didn't know it was a uh, right i didn't know it was like such a i ain't doing crack in the corner like i'm just Wait, reading like, the book kind of, would you be more surprised if i had a glock in my hand like what are you talking about bro? right like again or or just right whatever the case is it's just like bro like i don't know so it's just little it's, it's little small minute things like that for me that i'm trying to get over on the day by day because i can't let it affect me right I can't let it affect me. One of the four agreements is don't take anything personal. And that's on a that's on a friendship level, relationship rev- level, and work level. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got to apply that to your entire life. So again, I don't know what they were thinking in that moment, but to me, it's like, it's a normality for me to read and my people to read. Again, this was, at one point in time, it was illegal for us to read. So now that we have the, the accessibility and the availability to read, you damn right I'm reading. Hell yeah. Yeah. Big facts. Every chance I get, like that's crazy to me that you are shocked that I have a book in my hand. 
like did that scare you bro <laughs> yeah okay and i and i really i, I definitely um remember saying this last week it's not you know what i'm saying our hate and and our aggression that most frightens them it is our love and our camaraderie and and our know-how our knowledge that most frightens us, mm-hmm. most frightens them so it's like you coming at me like that talking about do you read bro Mm-hmm. come on man you really just expose yourself as the ignorant whatever whatever other adjectives you want to you know what i'm saying tack to that you you showed your hand and now i gotta yeah now i gotta expose you nah i digress that's that's it's, it's crazy um but i think the more we do the more and, and the higher we elevate not just as individuals but as individuals that can bring other people up with us mm-hmm the better off we will be in the moment. Mm-hmm. My love, um, let me see. What's on your doctor, bro? We can, we can, we can segue into some, some shenanigans or something. Um, yeah, enough, enough of the the dark and eerie and the the nastiness that's going on right now. Uh, whether yeah. it's in Atlanta, United States, just wherever. Like, let's get into some, I guess, some shenanigans. We can, we can spice it up a little bit. We can bring some, some light, to bro. It. I got a story for you, dog. I'm all ears. Man, I was so I was so nervous last week. So I went to I went to the barber for the first time. You know what I'm saying? I got a little I got a little line. You know Why you take your hat off like that? You just I got a little line. Hey, I had to I had to expose it, bro. I got a little line. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I will say that being in Atlanta, I'm spoiled. I was spoiled. Like definitely shout outs to to Lay Tobin, my barber out at professionals um in atlanta because that guy will get you right but because of him i am spoiled bro i'm sitting in this new barber shop in the chair shaking like a stripper bro i'm like yeah listen just do this follow the line make sure you get me right i don't need no black magic but just give me give me give me right and then he like okay cool so is this your first time like getting a cut out here somewhere? I'm like, yeah, I just moved out here, but please do me justice. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got you on the back end if you get me right. I'm like, all right, yeah, say less. That man got the got the straight razor in my face. Mm-hmm. Boy, I almost like hit a little roll up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Slow your road. Like, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you didn't hit me with the hot towel. You didn't hit me with the moose. You didn't hit me with none of that. The, the mist, none of that. And he was like, yeah, listen. The, the way that best. he is out here and all that extra shit, we don't do, but I got you just for you. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put on. I'm like, bro, I really appreciate you because I was legit nervous. You know how hard it is when you when you are coming, you know what I'm saying, going anywhere and you got to find a new barber. You said the name of the bro. shop was Great Clips. <laughs> <laughs> I, see you. I see you, my boy. He got me right though. Like I was, I was, it was still one of them ones where I'm like, I'm not excited. Like I'm going to run all the errands that I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely like, you know what I'm saying? I, I might have found me a, you know what I'm saying, an A or a B barber, like on some chill shit. That was like one of my most like my my biggest worries moving out here. Bro, that's one of my 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 biggest worryabouts in, in life, bro. Like when you lose a barber and trying to find a new one, it's a struggle. It's, it's a struggle. It's not as simple as everybody cuts the same. Everybody's lined up. No, everybody yeah. cuts very different. Everybody's angles and you know, I, it's just it's just very different. It's just very different to say the least. Um, I'm glad that you found uh, a great barber out there in Arizona. Yeah. 
the worst of it is done. You know what I'm saying? The worst of it is done. Because now I'm not looking like who shot John. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not looking like who did it and why. Um, One of, that's that's a skill that I wish I was able, and I still have the ability to. Um, yeah. I don't, if, I don't know if it's laziness or just the lack of. I just don't want to anymore. But if I was, if I can go back and tell my teenage uh, self uh, something, a tool that I could pick up along the way, something that I can use, you know, work with my hands, it would definitely be learning how to really cut hair. Um, that would have yeah. saved me a lot of money and a lot of my friends' money. Because um, now everything is up now, bro. You paying almost a hundred dollars for a lineup, depending on where you go. Some places you're paying forty, fifty dollars, bro. Like, and I'm guilty of it. I pay forty, fifty dollars for a haircut now. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, just yeah, yeah. Not even ten years ago, seven years ago, I was paying twenty, fifteen, twenty dollars for a cut. But now it's like if a barber charges you twenty dollars, it's gonna look like you got a twenty dollar cut. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. Now you might not want to walk out the shop with that twenty dollar haircut because you're right. not. They, they, they want all their mm-hmm. chips with the dip now too, so. And I mean, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, like, that's definitely a profession. That's definitely an art. You know what I'm saying? So you, with anything, you're going to pay for what you get. And and I'm a stickler for that. Like, I'm not going to skimp you, you know what I'm saying, because I'm trying to get a little discount or just because it's a little higher than normal. Like, some shit you can't give them. And, and, a, and a cut is one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's first and foremost. But I do agree with you, though, because had I learned how to cut myself, I feel like I wouldn't have, cause you know, barbers run your life for two weeks at a time. <laughs> so really like I could have saved myself a lot on, on when dude messed up my line. Um, and, and, and when I was going through that rough patch when my beard just wasn't really connected for real, for real, I could have saved me a lot of bread. But we're not gonna talk about that though. That really a little bit of Beijing on there. Nobody would notice the black magic. No, nah, listen, it's a cheat code. I'm going to tell you, you just got to comb it the right way. You just got to make sure that you cover the spots up, make sure it's like, you know what I'm saying, really plump like that. But mine connected, so we good. But Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of um, pivot into the next topic. Was that all with your story? Was that it? Exactly. Yeah, so kind of pivoting off of that, bro. Um, I've been watching the finals, just like everybody else has. Uh, game three is today, depending on what when you listening to this or watching this podcast. Uh, seriously, mm-hmm. all right, man. I'm liking – I still think Boston has a chance. Again, my prediction was Golden State to take it just because solely yeah. off of the experience, the veterans, and just the pedigree of them, right? Um, mm-hmm. Boston still has a chance. You know, that that first game, they were throwing haymakers. Everybody from Horford okay. to um, uh, Derek White. Tatum, Tatum didn't even have the best game. He didn't need to because everybody right. stepped up. Um, right. I'm, I'm excited to see um, – I feel like whoever wins this game, they're going to win the series. That, that's how serious this game three is, in my opinion. Yeah. It's at the Garden. Yeah. Everybody has to be fire firing on all cylinders. Right. Now, this one is definitely one of them ones that will really, like, change the, the momentum of the series. Whoever wins this is most likely, I agree, most likely going to win. Um, but it's been a great series. Um, I don't think that they wanted to win. Like, I don't think Boston wanted to win on Sunday, to be honest. Um because the way that they was throwing, like, a lot of the shot selection, in my opinion, was forced. Um, and I understand you got to take more shots dealing with the South, I mean, dealing with the Warriors. You got to take more shots than not because they're not missing too many. So I understand that. But it's just like, it was, it was pissing me off a little. Um, and then I remember, I was talking to somebody. They told me that, I don't know if you remember, it was, they were saying it should have been a tech. 
it should have been a double tap on um on Draymond, uh, Draymond and, yeah uh, yeah Draymond and, and, and Javon. How you feel? I forgot about that. Um, bro, I got a theory behind that. I think they solely did that because of ratings. If it was a regular season game, Draymond is getting mm-hmm. kicked out. You should. It should be no reason. You got that man leg, or Draymond. You got his oh, leg. Both of your legs. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, on his whole head. head. Come on. And in my opinion, I think he flopped. I don't think he had to fall. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand you trying to draw the foul for for Draymond, for Jalen, but for Draymond, for you to fall on that man like that, I think it was a little bit of a flop. But and then you getting back up, pulling all his shorts. That's exactly. The that's a tech. You can call it soft to the people out there listening. You can call it weak, whatever it is. But to me, if you're gonna if you gonna call it a technical foul on game 35 of the season, call it on, on game game two of the on the finals. Match the yeah, energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because again, if they would have kicked them out that game, the whole dynamic of that changes. Again, Draymond oh, yeah. not a factor when it comes to points all the time. But again, in terms of impact, it would have had a huge impact on that game if he got ejected from that. Yeah, and I'm and I'm saying like this too. Like Draymond is one of those necessary players because of the impact, because of the energy, because he can get inside your head. You know what I'm saying? Talk that shit like he's just a big presence on the court. Um, so he's necessary, but it definitely would have been a very, very different game. But you know, I still got the Celtics for it, um, just because I'm an underdog type of person. So we're gonna see how it go. We're gonna see how they come out. Right. Um. I don't think anything else has been going on that's too crazy in the sports realm. I, I did delete the Prize Picks app. <laughs> I told okay. you the app I was gambling on, the over and under, and this is not an ad because y'all don't deserve one. Um, <laughs> but if y'all do want to join, you know, y'all can use my promo code. <laughs> I'll send y'all the link. I get a yeah. $25 promotion on that. Um, however, so, uh, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, I did want to chop it up. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, the post that Miles Bridges posted about the, so he posted on his story, it was a cup, it was a double cup, a styrofoam double cup, and he had a joint in his hand. Everybody thinks that he posted lean, but he had to like, he had to like uh, strain it up and come back and say uh, it was pink lemonade. But everybody's in an uproar right now. Um, but let me see, hold on, I'm, I got the, uh, it's, it's on complex too, I have the, I have the article right here. Um, it says he responded to, to a since deleted post that he posted on, on IG featuring a joint in a styrofoam cup with pur- pinkish purplish color liquid. Um, Bridges wrote pink lemonade apparently to attempt to dispel the speculation. But they're saying that that uh, he might get some backlash from the league for it. But uh, so, so for me, the joint, I'm not really. I don't, I could care less. Right. It's, it's marijuana. We know how we feel about it. We're very liberal when it comes to that sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't condemn any form of doing heroin, any, any form of, of, of that. So again, uh, if that was lean, he's dead as wrong for that. He's wrong as hell. So he got to be ready to deal with the consequences of that. Um, now I will say like, People do play semantics out here, so let's not sit here and pretend like that doesn't happen either. So right. it probably, maybe it was lemonade, you know what I'm saying? And he posted that just to get a reaction out of it, and it got blown more blown out of proportion than he thought it really was going to be. Maybe I, I don't really know why he would do that, but I would never condone anybody sipping lean because we've seen the impact is is done on, on at least hip hop culture, right? Exactly. People have OD'd on it, people have died from it, so. Mm-hmm. I don't play when it when it comes to any of those drugs. 
And yeah. now they're kind of like, they're kind of making it a little nasty by saying, by, by adding in the fact that he uh, rejected the contract extension. It was like, it, it says for 60 million. Um, but I feel like that's a bit nasty because um, one is speculative. Maybe he did it. Maybe it was lean. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Maybelline. Who knows? Um, but to add that on to like, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the business moves that he's making and, and extending or not extending for whatever reason, I feel like that's a bit nasty. In my yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I wanted to talk, touch on that real quick, though. But that was really the only, the only other thing that I had in sports. Um, All right. outside we, can, of the uh, we can segue into music a little bit. Uh, the only, only thing I really wanted to talk about in music was Aaron Ray. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, Chaz got at me last week for not putting his topic in the, in the rotation. So do you want to get into JR? Yeah, you can go ahead and introduce the topic real quick. Okay, so <clears throat> um, let me see where it's pretty good. But apparently JR has been named Athlete of the Year. Um academic athlete of the year with a 4.0 GPA from uh, Atlanta a and mm-hmm. or Carolina a and I'm sorry. Um, and he was, yeah, nah, I was, I was, I was thinking of the movie. Yeah, I was thinking of the movie. <laughs> but, I'm like, bro, where do I sign up to get my master? <laughs> but no, nah, so apparently a lot of people are in uproar about this, saying that he's still in limelight from the kids, from, from, from the student athletes because of this award. Um, so I wanted to see how you feel about that is are you are you in are you in a concurrence are you in agreement like should he should he have not necessarily like accepted that and just kind of left that for the younger for the younger crowds to collect their accolades or agree i think i think earl smith jr probably just wants to go to college and play golf right Mm -hmm. this is this might have been something because if i'm not mistaken i think jr came straight out of high school um i don't think he went to college to to uh, play ball I think he because that was at the time where you can just go straight from high school to the league right and, right you know since he's retired and out of the game at least for now he wanted to circle bike and go get his degree and while doing that be a student athlete so I don't think it's necessarily taking the light away from people that's just something he may have wanted to accomplish in his lifetime and he happened mm-hmm. to just be academic athlete of the year while doing it uh 4.0 GPA right yeah um, so I, I, I don't, I, again, I disagree with everything is a spectacle or the negativity on social media, bro. I, I really hate it, man. I really hate mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I don't really have much left to say on that. I think, I don't, I don't see what he did. I'm, I'm in concurrence too, because I, I feel like to, to touch on another aspect of it, it's like another way of, of pushing the envelope, another way of challenging the the tomorrow's kids you know what i'm saying the greats of tomorrow to be way better than what we have going now so mm-hmm. not necessarily putting him back into that environment you know what i'm saying and enforcing that like you said i think he just he, he he's an academic he's a scholar and on top of that you know what i'm saying he just he was also named academic athlete of the year i don't think he's stealing anything but i definitely do think that puts a little bit more pressure um on who's next and in my opinion pressure pressure is a great thing pressure make diamonds i don't so, even say it's pressure bro i just think he sat back and earned not even sat back because he he earned that he right? earned it no doubt he, he definitely earned it but you had to beat somebody you had to beat somebody and you had to take some kind of standardized test whether yeah. you know whether the professor gave you the answers or not we may or may not know i'm assuming not you know what right. i'm saying because 
No, we're not gonna take that from him. He I'm earned gonna, it. I'm not gonna go down that route, but yeah, he earned it. Yeah. But nah, that's he's he making something out of nothing. That's all. That's what it is. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Uber sensitivity. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah. Now we can get into music though. That was actually the very last thing in sports. Yeah, bro. I was gonna introduce uh the first topic in music, Aaron Ray's project, uh Hello Poison. That came mm-hmm. out Friday. It has 15 records. Tell me how you feel. I love it. I love it. I think it's an early candidate for um, R&B album of the year. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of great records on here from the Terrence Martin, D Smoke, uh, Childish Major, Blast, Ari Lennox. Again, the the maturity and the growth that you can tell from his last project to this one. And it, if y'all don't know who Aaron Ray is, check him out. A R I N. And then Ray, he's from Cali. And I, I really enjoyed this project, man. It, it kind of hit me out of left field, too, because I didn't know he was dropping on Friday until I went to the new music section. Um, oh, so how do we feel? Minute. Huh? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I can tell that this, this was a project for him that was very cohesive, and he was able to experiment and, and test new sounds that he may have not done on his previous bodies of work. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to ask me? No, I was just gonna say, how do we feel about that? Like, do we prefer the the rollout as opposed to just a surprise drop, or are you more part impartial to the to the just drop that guy and and tell me how you feel about it when you hear? Well, the rollout looks different for everybody. Um, so I don't I don't follow him personally on social media. So he may have been promoting up until this point, but I know when it comes to the DSPs, the Spotify's, the 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 Amazon Music, and those other streaming platforms of the world you have to pay to be on that front page. You right. know what I'm saying? Your team has to pay for that. Your label has to get you in that room. They have to put you there. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they have to put you there. They have to consistently pay for that each and every week. So yes, when Drake drops a project, Drake is going to be on the, on the front of Spotify or the front of Apple Music for 10 weeks in a row. Right. Versus N. Ray, he may get this slot for a week and a half, maybe two. Maybe and he two. has to earn that. He has to, he has to collect the numbers to stay up there. If right. You're not doing the numbers for a second week. You're not really, you're not on them. You're not on them stages. You're not on them lists. You're not on nothing. So, so I'm all for I'm all for organic rollouts. I'm okay. all for that. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's and again, everybody's perspe- perspective on organic looks different. But mm-hmm. for me, is when it's really you. I can tell that you didn't go outside your lane. You didn't force anything. This is on brand with who you are. You know what I'm right. saying? Aaron right. Ray didn't have to go on TV and slap somebody <laughs> to to put this album out, right? Yeah. Um, so say, yeah, so to me again, he might have promoted this on social media. I may have just not seen it because he wasn't on my algorithms. But again, I I just wish it was. You didn't have to pay for a slot. You don't have to pay for a slot. If you put out a new record, I should be able to go find it with ease. Everybody should get promoted, but that's not how it works because that's not how business works. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Nah, I definitely like from a from a label aspect, I, I can understand, you know what I'm saying? You you putting a price tag on that on that slot because that is your only job is to put me in front of my demographic in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Um and if I'm asking to be on the biggest and in, in, in the best lists or whatever, um, I get it from a label aspect. But from from a from an artist, from a creative that's just trying to put my shit out and have the world enjoy it. It is, it is a little, like, I understand the bias. I understand the, the, the slippery slope of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this, this project, too. Um, 
Blast never misses, in my opinion. Um, and I'm super Ty Dollar Ty Dollar Sign fan as well as Ari Lennox. So the features on here definitely went crazy. Um, I haven't been too privy to D Smoke too much. I've listened to a couple of his records. Um, but from what I have heard, uh, he he's somewhat of a lyricist. And I'm only here somewhat I haven't heard too much. So please don't kill me in my in my DM. Don't hit my jack going crazy. Um, I mean no disrespect to to D Smoke. I'm just not that privy you to know his who his brother is, right? Yeah, 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 sir. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's really why I had checked them out in the first place because I had found out that they were brothers. But yeah. Yeah. So I listened to that. Uh you said Hi, you were there. Huh? Say again. No, I was saying Sci High dropped a, a four pack EP. You know uh, how we I don't know if that was considered his follow up to his 2017 No Dope on Sundays mm-hmm. album. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, honestly. I haven't gotten around to it. Um, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. I think you'll really, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy the 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 Tears joint. Um, it has the Jacquees uh feature on it, but I think. Well, I'm not because Jacquees on there. No, not because Jacquees is on here, but it is a dope-ass <laughs> melodic, like, tone, though. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you have... <laughs> Bro, I hope you know that. <laughs> oh, shit. You said I tried to slide that area real quick. But, <laughs> but, nah, it's a cool little four-piece. Um, I don't know if I'm accepting this as a follow-up to No Dope on Sundays, because No Dope on Sundays still rides for me. Mm-hmm. There's still like there's still messages within there that it like still resonate with me today. And I know it only came out 2017. It wasn't that long ago, but I could definitely say we was living in a different time. We were definitely living in a different world. You know what I'm saying? So the perspective might have been a bit different. But and I know you remember, I don't mean to cut you off. I know you remember okay. back in high school when mm-hmm. I was kickback. That tape mm-hmm. right there by Sahai, that That's was a classic to it. Now that tape is timeless, bro. <laughs> We were bumping that every fucking morning to goddamn to school, M3? Bro. M3? Stick shift? What? Come on. They don't, they don't even know. Yeah, they, was kid, they don't even know. Nah, nah, they don't. They don't. And I've been trying to put them on because I was playing Saha in the car with Shorty. And she was like, what is this? What you got going on? I'm like, listen, you going to get in this car and you're going you gonna to find a very eclectic, a very, very inclusive discography of music and a, a very crazy array of music and Sai High is one of them ones he up there like he is he's a legend he slept on um but I feel like only because his analogy and his metaphor game like his pin game it goes so, over your head <laughs> exactly it's so unorthodox a lot of times that you really have to like let me play that back five six times before I can go to anything else that's why I love it um Vori he also dropped a project I had a couple uh, of my homies reach out to me saying I gotta give it a listen this has okay. 17 tracks on there and Vori I've always liked his music since I've heard about him you know what I'm saying he's had he hasn't had a bad record for me um he has a few tracks with Meek I've heard uh, yeah but yeah I'm, I'm gonna give this a listen also um again it's just one of those things bro where I want to get to this music but I'm just such in the transition of moving apartments possibly maybe moving careers maybe moving jobs. So I'm just trying to get everything in, in line, all my ducks in a row before I just sit down and really enjoy the music. No, I definitely feel you. Um, moving is hell. That's probably one of the, excuse me, one of the worst things <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but I don't think there has been like too much music that you've really like missed out on in terms of like shit that you just need to hear. Um, I've seen a lot of people posting uh, Nia Sultana. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Nia or Nia Sultana. Try I'm not even you. Bigger, bigger Dreams. I don't know who that is. I got to send that to you, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to send this to you your way right now. Um, and then Post, Post Malone dropped something. I listened to like the first three or four records and I turned that shit right off. See, yeah, I'm probably going to do the same thing because I really stopped fucking with Post when he... I think it was like the last, maybe like the second to last joint that he dropped, album that he dropped. It was nothing that I like, that I thought it was going to be totally different sound and all that. So I'm really off it. I'm not really checking them. And I'm not taking away from him. Post is a phenomenal, dope act that we have. Probably one of the best music festival artists, but Mm -hmm. he's just not my bag anymore, respectfully. Like, it's not for me. Or maybe most of his records are not my dem or he's not catering to our demographic and that's okay yeah no that's completely it. but yeah that's all i really have for music bro um let me see yeah as well the only one that i really wanted to get to was saha just because he's been dropping some uh he's been dropping some freestyles too um that were like going so crazy. Uh, you said that one of them had got taken down. I wasn't aware, but the uh, the LA Leakers joint that he dropped, that shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, that was really that was really all of my music tech as well. It hasn't been too much to drop, and I think well, honestly, I ask you this: Do you think that we'll get music from an album from either Baby or CB before the before the tour? Well, you know, CB drops this month. Um, I'm actually excited for that. I maybe I just forgot. Uh, cause yeah, um, damn. Okay, so that answers my question right there. So you think oh, we're yeah. gonna get another thirty piece? What's what's that? What's that? You think we're gonna get another thirty piece from CB? Uh, I think he previewed the track list. I can kind of pull it up while we're um. Let me see. Talking about it real quick. But I think this. I think this album. My expectations for this. This. This should show growth and maturity for Chris Brown, right? He's in a position that he's never been before in terms of um, this point in his career. He's in his mid-30s now. Um, we still want to hear those pop records, you know what I'm saying? Those those right. kickback party uh, anthems. But at the same time, we want to hear you on your grown man maturity also. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I'm a firm believer as the act gets older, so does your crowd, so does your demographic, so does, you know what I'm saying, your fan base. They grow older with you. They don't, it's never reversed. So I think, you know, these people who have been Chris Brown fans or, you know, stands, whatever it is that, that enjoys music, they want to see the growth and maturity in it. And I think this time around, even the the first single that he put out, Warm Embrace, we yeah. haven't heard Chris Brown record like that in a long time, in my opinion. Big facts. No, you're right. You're definitely right. When he put out Iffy, I told you, I was the first one to say, get that shit out of here. <laughs> I never want to hear it again. And I've never heard it again since. Yeah, facts, big facts. But he has 23 tracks on here. Uh, I can go through some of the names. Uh, Closure, Sex Memories, Make Love, Sleep at Night, Forbidden, Survive the Night, Slide, Awesome New Shit, Luckiest Man, Addicted. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that really, as some of these titles, again, I, 
I don't know what they mean. You know? Yeah, you can't really decipher what what type of bag, what type of vibe is really going to be on. But I do think I will agree, and I will say that um, a lot of staying staying relevant is moving with your demographic, and that being, I feel like your core demographic, like your core fans, um, because they they are the ones that are gonna you know go crazy for whatever you drop no matter what it is but also champion the 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 new lifestyle or you know what I'm saying perspective or just type of music that you're putting out your core fans are going to be the ones that champion the most so growing with them I feel like is the most important thing one of the most important things right and and the and the album is titled Breezy it's coming out June 24th and some of the set artists uh that are supposed to appear on this album uh Wizkid, LMA, Her, Blast, Wayne, Anderson Pac, Fabio Foreign, Tory Lanez, ESTG. So it sounds like we getting an RB album. It sounds like it sounds like we're getting RB and it sounds like we're getting those outside feel-good records also. It's a mix of both. I can't say it's straight pop. I can't say it's is is just, you know what I'm saying, the same bag that Chris has been on for real. But I'm actually excited for that though, because you know that's our bag. Like that's what I that's what I live for. We get them type of feel good, them type of like summer nights, like them 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 really vibey but fucky vibes. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, that was other, it though. Yeah, I don't know if there's any other heavy hitters that are coming out in the month of June. I could be wrong, but yeah, the summer goes by quick to me, bro. People think summer lasts you know, uh, this exaggerated long amount of time. But to me, summer is, what, 90 days? And we have, by yeah. the time, this time next week, we'll be halfway through June. We'll be going into the next month, July. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Actually, speaking of the end of next week, uh, or the week after that, maybe not, it's not, it's not even a full two weeks, but, you know, we got Father's Day, and we got Juneteenth coming up. On the um, same day. On the same day, very two very big momentous days. Um, depending on how you <laughs> look at life, I guess. But I think uh, you got any plans? Are you doing anything for pops? Um, I was about to say, like, I thought you were saying, like, am I, you know, do I have any plans as like a father? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you, Come on well, now, we're, we're not right. doing that. We are, we are taking our time. But we are the five fathers, though. You know what I'm saying? We are the five fathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But I mean, really, I don't have any plans, man. Juneteenth again. I'm. I'm. It's. It's Juneteenth. <laughs> I don't really know how ways to really explain it. Like again, show love. I wasn't show love a fan. Of, yeah, I wasn't a fan of people. Not even people, but these corporations like Walmart trying to utilize it as a moment for them to make a monetary gain. I think it's really yeah. celebrated by not us, but the people who are not really familiar with Juneteenth, them really doing the research on Juneteenth and our history, because it's more mm-hmm. than just slavery. You know what I'm saying? Our history did not start there and up until now. It started way before. Right. So people really need to go back and do their research um, and really see who, who they're looking who they're looking at in the mirror, bro. For real, for real. Oh, no, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I think it's, 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 a, about a little more than just education on the history of it and, and more so on, you know what I'm saying, the progress of black people for sure. Um, 
shedding light on the things that we have accomplished. Um, mm-hmm. But let me see. The docket wasn't too crazy this week, honestly. Like, I don't think too much has happened outside of, like, what we've already touched on. Um, yeah, I'm just double-checking to make sure that I don't have anything else real quick. Give me two seconds. So, okay, I was asked this question, and this has kind of been going on in media, too. Um, just some bullshit. Uh, but this girl asked me, so she was saying how, like, the women, they love to take the hoodies and the big t-shirts. What do what do men take from women when we go to the crib? Not even go to the crib when we in relationships or whatever the case is. Is there <laughs> something? Because I don't think, like, I don't know. Their money? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah! Hey, comedy style, comedy style. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, they're going to come be a jack. They, they, they gonna be a jack. Yeah, they're going to be on your top for that one. Just know that. Um, I don't think there is anything though, to be honest. Like, I'm not leaving your crib with, with... nope, nope, nope. I know what it is because I don't be having these shits. I don't be having these shits, but the footies, the ankle socks, the you motherfucking I don't do it intentionally, you know what I'm saying? But, 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 but... <laughs> nah, 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 nah. like, you feel me? Like, I just might need because I like wearing socks around the house, like, I don't like my feet out all the time. You know what I'm saying? Except when I go to bed. But, like, I'm definitely wearing some socks. If I can't find those socks and I just see a little footies, I'm going to put them motherfuckers on and maybe I end up leaving with them. But they're not intentional, though. I feel like women are very intentional with taking the hoodies. This is news to me. This was just posted a few hours ago. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock set the team up for a joint comedy show in September. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a... That's going to be an event. To go. Damn. Uh, it says the two will co-headline a show at the OT Arena in London on September 3rd, with tickets going on sale June 10th. Promoter Live Nations are already describing the show as an I- iconic and historic event not to be missed. The last time Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock shared the stage together, Dave was attacked by Isaiah Lee during the Netflix is a joke festival at Hollywood Bowl. Following his attack, Dave joked at least Chris uh was smacked by someone <laughs> while he was smacked by a homeless guy which ah uh, you already know but yeah i just so i thought that was have, i thought that was dope you think they did it in london for that reason i don't know why maybe i was i would want to see a world tour not selfishly as a fan i, I would want to see a world tour you know what i mean uh I not as well as well as well um, um, I guess in past also, mm, I don't with the world right now. I'm not sure, honestly. Do I yeah. love London? Do I want to go to London? Absolutely, but it's just a lot mm-hmm. of things in the air right now in the osmosis. Um, no doubt. No but doubt. I was going to mention another thing before we get out of here. Everybody's been kind of been going crazy about uh Apple talking about the iOS, you know, 16 coming out later this fall. I'm talking about mm-hmm. unsent messages, iMessages, things like that. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you unsending messages? How are you feeling? I'm already <laughs> sending messages. Oh, word? See, no. I, haven't, I haven't unsent any messages, but I've, like, heard that, like, that that does, like, take away a couple cool points from the guys, from the city boys, if we unsend any messages. I don't know why for sure, but. I mean, because on Instagram, that feature was already pre- already present. 
And so right, I'm just right. thinking, like in all seriousness, it's definitely been messages I've sent out to people. They haven't responded, men, women, whoever, like on whatever magnitude it was. And uh-huh. I, just, I let it sit there. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Because once you miss this plane and you see me in a few years, mm-hmm. I'll see like, damn, he did DM me in 2000, in 2017. I should have responded. Yeah. I'm so, good for I'm good for telling a motherfucker that they missed their window for sure. Right. <laughs> right. Because when it's when it's their turn for them to contact me, I'm gonna need about 10 to 15 business years to get in touch. <laughs> right there. That's the gym right there. 10 to 15 business years. I need it. Cause yeah, ain't no way you're gonna put me on the back burner, but then expect my my response in a couple of seconds to whatever you're trying to get off. Like that's not what we're doing. Not even because I'm being petty about it. It's just because you clearly didn't prioritize my conversation you know and you're not priority either so <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah, yeah but that is wild though why i want to know why they did that why they decided to put the unsend on there now because <laughs> mm-hmm. they know niggas are shooting they shot they know it's, it's it's summertime and niggas are shooting their shots in the craziest of ways so you got to give them an out i don't know i don't There's know like and please. Eating a little bit <laughs> and it's something Fellas, don't be that guy though. You know what I'm don't be don't be that guy to shoot the shot crazy. You know what I'm saying? And just unsend it because you because you can. That's a little wild. Say it with your chest. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, yeah but that's pretty much my topic, though. Likewise, bro. Likewise. I feel like again, we had this talk before we got on the mic too. Um, I feel like since you've moved out to Arizona, our conversations have been better. They have we really even ha- haven't had dockets if you want to keep it a buck. You know, we'll have a couple nah, things that we'll have on the top of top of our brain, but outside of that, it's really just conver- conversating, yeah. conversing. You know what I'm saying? That camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? Just chopping it up, just like we would chop it up on a normal Tuesday if you was here. Mm-hmm. One take training it for real. That's it. Um, I definitely agree with that too. I think the conversations have a little bit more banter, for lack of a better term, right now. Um, and I will, I will definitely accredit it to like just the difference in perspective. Um, and and me personally being able to open up my mind a little bit more. Um, so I've I've thoroughly enjoyed these past couple episodes. The 150s, you know what I'm saying? I know we only three deep, but the 150s have gone crazy so far. Right. And bro, honestly, I want to get I want to get a guest on soon, man. Somebody who can uh just give another perspective or can bring some something new to the table right we i don't think we had a guest all year yet now that i think about it really yeah crazy right oh go bottle down wasn't all wasn't tripping i'm tripping i'm tripping yeah 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 Yeah. see we i know we have one i know we have one but even Um, so we've only had what one or two guests you know what i'm saying yeah yeah we definitely do uh, gotta get up on that. So, you know what I'm saying? With that being said, y'all hit our jacks. Um, if y'all are interested in being, you know what I'm saying, features on the pod, um, just chopping it up with us, you know what I'm saying? You can you can hit mine, his order bro chillings page and just you know what I'm saying, tap in with us, let us know what you want to do. Um and we have a little process, so we'll definitely be in contact, but always looking for you know saying new dope individuals to bring different perspectives and different light and just more conversation to 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 the platform so yeah i'm with all of that all of it i do kind of i'm not even gonna hold you i do kind and i'll say this i i wanted to be a to be a woman 
at least, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like we have more men than women. Um, not to single out, not to single out the bros, you know what I'm saying? But I think we need more more uh woman representation on, on here, uh, just to make it a little bit more interesting, you know. But yeah. Yeah, uh shit. With that being said, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate the first times. The last timers. And then in between us for coming back, showing love, you know what I'm saying? Because without y'all, there would be no us. We appreciate y'all for, you know what I'm saying, driving the numbers up week after week after week um, on how, on, on whatever platform you listen, however you listen, um, on your way to work, on your lunch break, walking your dog, you know what I'm saying, uh, brushing your lizard teeth, whatever the case is. Um, yeah, we yes. love that. We'll be back, same time, same place. Same everything, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Next week, you know where to find us. So until then, we're going to kick shit like that. Bro, chilling is out.